0: Welcome back to another untitled streaming TV review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin.
1: Execute order 66. 66. I am deformed now. (laughs) Now, Um, now, now.
0: (laughs) Today we are uh, reviewing the series premiere of Star Wars The Bad Batch on this here may the 4th 2021 may the
1: 4th be with you everyone uh i Eric- think it is with you today matt because uh we i mean you've you've announced it on social media but we should talk mm. about it uh here as well you have joined the ranks of the jedi in the critics choice yeah, association order. <laughs> is
0: it the jedi order <laughs> the critics choice chumps is what you've uh called us which or i used champs, to call you my- depending on my what day uh- it is my bfca buddy that's gone now but um yes uh, i am now part of the critics choice association thank you for your kind words um uh that well has deserved. nothing to do well, nothing well to deserved. do with this this isn't for <laughs> the critics choice because it's a streaming television show but it's i true. mean um i'm excited nonetheless uh, it's a good may the 4th today good vibes today so um eric how are you enjoying star wars day so far
1: uh Pretty much uneventful, uh, other than watching The Bad Batch and uh, setting up and talking to you before, and we really haven't, you know, talked too much about the episode we're going no to, not at all yeah. um review or at least just have a conversation about because again when it comes to us reviewing you know uh segments of series in progress in progress yeah. you know we're not reviewing the whole thing we're just kind of giving our initial first impressions impressions but also just kind of you know a feel for the show and i guess going to be talking about it in a general sense of you know where it fits in in the overall arc of, of you know, Star Wars, or, you know, yeah. if it's a Marvel show and Marvel, et cetera, et cetera. So.
0: Yeah, so yeah, The Bad Batch which is a sequel series uh to Dave Filoni's uh Star Wars The Clone Wars uh taking place, you know, right after Order 66, uh so in between episodes 3 and 4. Uh similar time period as like Solo, I guess you would say. Um uh so right as the rise of the Galactic Empire right after they, you know, take out the Jedi with Order 66 and And The Fall of the uh, Republic. Yeah, Fall of the Republic. Um basically it follows a group of uh clone troopers that um um kind of are distinct in the way that they have not um uh how would you describe
1: it well, like they all they're, have they're they de- they are called defective clones defective, because yeah. they are created with genes or enhancements that don't necessarily follow the protocol of what the, the traditional other clones yeah. have been programmed with so when order 66 is executed they don't get those orders or they don't really they're inhibitor ships yeah, yeah. aren't And so, you know, with, with that comes this sort of moral gray zone and ambiguity of what's expected of them and also what they expect of themselves and what they should do following uh order 66 and uh the squad is called squad 99 so yeah, it, clone it's, force 99 so clone you have force hunter 99.
0: wrecker tech crosshair echo and captain rex um which is kind of like it's
1: almost like they're, they're, they're variations of like the ninja turtles or something like oh, that totally. like totally and like, like um, and
0: there's a guy who looks like rambo and like uh, and that's one thing that i did vibe with so before we get into um you know the the premiere um eric i don't know how we talked a little bit about clone war and I, I think you've really only seen bits and pieces of Clone Wars. You watched the finale, I remember we talked about, because the yeah. finale was like a long movie. Because and I saw the ah- film, we, the
1: animated yeah. movie, like a right. while ago. Which was as well. like
0: three or four episodes string, strung together or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I know when we were prepping for Mandalorian, we knew Ahsoka was going to be brought into that series. So we, I wanted to be introduced to her character. So I went back and watched like a machete order of Clone Wars, so a curated like a uh, section list of, of the episodes. Series. Yeah, where everyone's like, if you want to get, you know, just the main story beats, watch these episodes because I just didn't have enough time to invest in the whole series. Um, As well as then there was Star Wars Rebels, uh, which followed closer to, you know, episode four's timeline uh, a bit into the future, 20 20 plus years into the future. Uh, I watched a bit of Rebels. Wasn't necessarily my thing. I've heard people um, absolutely love it. Um, they thought, I think it's one of the, uh, all the animated shows in general are really, really solid. It's just, um, something I could never invest or get invested into or really, really want to watch. And, um, going back and watching Clone Wars, I really did, uh, you know, enjoy it for Ahsoka's arc and, 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 you know, um, kind of Anakin's development. I've always talked about that. I know on shows with you where I thought, you know, the animated Anakin is so much better than the live action Anakin, uh, live action. Anakin is more
1: wooden than the animated version. (laughs) Yes.
0: And we're going to talk about that with another character too. But like, um, so I, I really did enjoy my time with clone wars. Um, but it's not necessarily something that I was like, you know, itching to get more of. I enjoyed that new season that came on to, uh, Disney plus, uh, for the most part in in last year, the year before, um so I was kind of like and this is a spin off of that they did kind of you know a backdoor pilot to The Bad Batch in one of those episodes to introduce you know all of these characters so um yeah, just to kick it off, and Eric, I, yeah, so going into this, what was your – I kind of nailed that, right? Like you saw a little bit of Clone Wars and then haven't yeah, seen any yeah. of Rebels.
1: I, I mean, like, I think what this comes down to, I mean, even if you haven't seen the animated stuff, but you know of the spinoff movies, you know, with with Rogue One and Solo, um, they're, they're films that still take place within almost the Skywalker era of, of – Um, storytelling, but they're kind of filling in the gaps in between sort of the bigger stories. They're the bridges to, you know, the, the prequel series going into the original canon, going into uh, the latest adaptation. So, you know, you have someone like Dave Filoni, who, you know, is kind of overseeing a lot of this stuff, including the Mandalorian and kind of helping as a consultant as well, kind of looking at like, okay, well, what kind of story can we tell in between these cracks and, and this this kind of filler section to kind of get you from A to B? And, and you know, this is the classic, again, Men on a mission kind of tale, the, the opening kind of reel that brings you in, which I think is is good for people that don't know uh the Clone Wars, which is kind of like your classic World War II propaganda news reel that would play, you know, before uh and that's a, a movie. Clone Wars thing that they did yeah. very frequently yeah, to and, kind of update you on the story. And again, like it's it's that's a very classic thing just in 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 sort of you know World War II era sort of propaganda and iconography as well, where you you know, like you'd get news of the day or news of the world from you know a reel like that before watching you know a movie back in 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 the in the olden times in the bygone era, and then obviously it's also been very much satirized in things like Starship Troopers as well, where course, it's like yeah, you know if yeah. you want to learn more, or, you know I'm doing my part that kind of thing. But it's also interesting. Last week, yeah, right, it, yeah. the juxtaposition of seeing you know it be for you know pro empire and and sort of you know looking at it that way um which i think that is the the one thing i'm i'm kind of mixed on in terms of what this is who this is for and what it's presenting because you have these animated series but the even though that there is a lot of, of of stuff that is geared towards kids i i mean i think specifically the record character will have a lot of six or seven year olds very excited in that you know he's a fun kind of brute kind of character that maybe you know like uh, as a 32 year old going on 33 year old man i look at him and i'm like okay yeah like that guy's you know very childish. Um, Sure. and, And like even the kind of the video game lines that he has kind of feel a little bit like not eye rolling, but just, okay. Like he, he would be someone that I would like if I were like six years old or something like that. But then you have some of the more kind of darker themes of, you know, genocide and execution and civil war kind of brewing that I think are, are deeper, richer, mature themes for, Audiences that grew up with Star Wars that are now, yeah. you know, parents or, you know, people in their, their 20s and 30s, where I think a lot of kids won't maybe sort of get that as much. Mm. But I do think it's more understandable. Or Star at least, Wars in general, right? Yeah, but like, there, but there's a way to do it where, like, I think the, the original films and the newer movies kind of were able to do that where, you know, the prequels kind of got bogged down in some of the politics the, that kind of yeah. sort of stalled – the, the oh, plot 100%. Yeah. Where this like it's 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 very simplistic but it works but there is some mature stuff in there where it's like okay like I wonder if 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 younger kids not can, can not only comprehend it but um can sort of you know take that and understand that you know like what's going on because some of the stuff is is frightening in terms of like you know live rounds being shot at you and things like that oh, and totally, like what that yeah. means. So it,
0: and even just dealing with the clones in general, because like yeah. uh, we talked about, that each one are, are a defective clone, or they were experimented on and, and and changed from the typical kind of clone. And just that premise in general of you know, um, Django Fett being you know essentially cloned into these uh, troopers. And what one thing that Clone Wars did really well was humanize those clones, because in the movies you never get that. And um, how dare you, and, Commander Cody is well, an and icon. Commander Cody was in, uh, and he's actually. A good character in the clone wars animated series and like um i, I would just say that series did such a better job in the movies much like anakin like i just said i mean just in general they did a better job than the prequels but I mean, like, it's not a high um, bar
1: but i agree with you with everything that i have seen where it's like i'm coming because of you recommending Clone Wars and saying like, oh, this is this is a lot better. I kind of went back to it, but again, there was that period after Revenge of the Sith where I was just completely burned you out and embarrassed to be yeah. a Star yeah. Wars fan. And then you you look at it now, like, and and, and you know, people are back on the Star Wars bandwagon,
0: mostly because Mandalorian. But yeah. yeah,
1: but but even even with you know JJ coming in and and, sure. and you know I mean, bringing Rise the Force Skywalker,
0: awake. people are no, 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 I know
1: that, but but they just but ended
0: it, on a weird note, so I feel like like we they were in a similar place not maybe the same place as the prequels but like no. i feel like with last jedi and then rise of skywalker both having very divisive endings Uh, divisive opinions on it from everyone that i feel like mandalorian kind of saved that a little bit because the second season i think people were so high on but anyways keep going sorry Yeah.
1: no 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 i i i I agree with you that the mandalorian was kind of the saving grace for rise of skywalker but it's it's, rise of skywalker was a very interesting thing because rise of skywalker isn't just looking at you know ending you know a, a a trilogy of trilogies. It's it's looking at ending uh, nine three, movies, three trilogies, three yeah. trilogies. So there are certain expectations that are that are coming with that. that I, I don't think many people could have even someone like. It's
0: hard to stick that landing, yeah. Like, no yeah, matter like, who you are, yeah. Like, like
1: if it was Spielberg doing it, I still think it would have been. You know, there would have been problems. You the know, like Palpatine <laughs> stuff is. just... It's just not good. Yeah. But, no. No. It's um, not. It's lazy writing, and like it kind of feels shoehorned in, and and like it should have been. Like like I think Last Jedi, if it ended there, it would oh, have been perfect. Been, yeah, but that, that but, then I La- yeah, but then again, look how divisive Last exactly. Jedi is to yeah, people, yeah. right? So Um
0: But anyways, the clones, like I just feel like they're they're super well developed in that animated series, and that continues kind of in this show where we talk about the bad batch, and you talked about them being kind of like the Ninja Turtles or 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 you know, a group of team that all have a distinct look, a distinct personality, and a distinct and into the video game nature that you're talking about too, all have their own kind of specialty right like so They keep you're saying playing, their names
1: all over and over oh, again, so you uh, remember which them.
0: all kind of like attach to what they're good at right like right. you have the demolitions guy you got the tech guy you got the rambo guy You got tech the, <laughs> yeah yeah like so you got you have all those guys that like one guy's a bit bulkier one guy looks like he's more uh android like and
1: like Echo, yeah so
0: yeah so it i i think they did a really great job at you know when everyone was just uh, based off, you know, Tamura Morrison's Django Fett, that like um they've done a really good job in these shows to kind of give those clones, even when they all kind of looked very similar, even though they had different hairstyles and stuff in Clone Wars, not as maybe distinct as Bad Batch, but they've done a really good job at humanizing the clones in a way that I just, yeah, never got through Commander Cody or or in the movies. Um, and I just think that kind of continues in this show where. Um, I'm fascinated that they're able to take, you know, the concept of that, these guys are all the same, but then spin that on its head a little bit and give distinct personalities to these clones that I think kind of continues. And yes, it's in a cartoony kind of way with what we just mentioned with their, you know, special abilities and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. I kind of vibed with that, and and in general, like I-, I liked this premiere episode. Um, again, I I just find it hard to get into the animated Star Wars stuff. Like I, did it took me a while to get into Clone Wars, and I feel like it might take me a while to really get into this. Like I always, again, it's it's Star Wars Day. I'm excited that we got new Star Wars. Um, it's been a while since you know the Mandalorian season finale and things like that. So I- I'm glad we have this. I think a seventy some minute premiere was. Too too long for me. I, I I would have preferred to just have a couple shorter episodes. Cause like I would have preferred to break it up. I think I don't necessarily think you needed a big, long 70 minute premiere um, for an animated show like this, or maybe I would have been fine with like a 45 minute, you know, your classic like, what we've been getting with Mandalorian, or um, moving
1: forward though, that's going to be the case, right? It's where twenty it is, some well, minutes. 20 I think something. Like, so. This yeah. is just like establishing yes. the tone and yeah. introducing the characters and the the perspective of the the world building from these exactly. characters' point of and, view. And
0: I understand why they did that. I just think, me personally, like, I, I, I it started to weigh on me a little bit by the end, where I'm like, I could have had this wrap up. Um, well, even the animation earlier. is 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 yeah.
1: very like. Everything is hard edged and blocky. It's very similar and, to Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah, and and I think like it's I mean it's it is fine, the same animation. but it's also like if I'm not the biggest fan of the animation per se. Like, I don't hate it, and but I like, think that's I, why it's hard for me to get into it. Both this and Rebels. Sorry. Yeah, it's an aesthetic choice, really. Like, it's like it. Like, I think it's fine, and I think some of like the storytelling, like it's it's shorthand, but it's interesting to kind of you know do this within the Star Wars universe. And again, sort of you're creating this sort of microcosm of a rebellion and sort of uh, going against conformity within the Empire and the 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 burgeoning Empire that the, the early days of it and i and i do like some of the stuff that takes place on camino where you know um you, you have uh some of the the clone creators questioning like yeah what is the empire's platform like we don't even know what they they're about yet and i think that that's kind of interesting again you know simplistic in its its story structure but it gets across what it's trying to do and then you know you also introduce you know another young character omega who's you know ca- you know, joining the team and, and one of the, their own team members, uh, Crosshair, who's kind of the, the, the sharpshooter, the sniper is the most conflicted character because he's still kind of somewhat more, um, in alignment with the empire and wanting to obey and his chip prohibitor is kind of, you know, telling him to act one way, but you also know that like, he's going to be kind of the Darth Vader of this, you know, mini story where like, probably at some point he he's will turn on turn, them or, yeah. yeah you know he makes a good heel to begin with but then ultimately he's still you know a part of the bad batch so um which which again like i i think that that's all well and good and and i think that it's it's a fun watch and um i agree with you that it's a little too long for for what it is and and i think it would have been better if it was broken up into A couple of episodes to make it more palatable i mean i don't even mind if it was you know 45 minutes to 60 minutes as you're mentioning with like with the mandalorian length but like you know to make it you know over an hour i think you start to kind of feel it and and you know it becomes more of an eyesore in 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 a certain way if you're not into the the visuals yeah
0: yeah i'm with you like it looks pretty enough but i think like it's well animated i just don't vibe with the style which is i think you're on the same page yeah and I, I don't know yeah. And i it's got this weird i i don't know and i and people i've seen online go like um it sucks that you know if you, people are missing out on great star wars stories just because they can't you know get with the animation style and get down um, with the sickness yeah and I, I but one thing i do like is that star wars as we've kind of moved forward and got away from the skywalker saga although this is very much part of that era um, I like that they're mixing animated, live action, uh, TV series, movies, and and making and like it's Star all canon. All, yeah, and it was always a connected universe, and it's not necessarily doing the Marvel thing to an extent but we are getting you know live action characters coming into animation we're getting animation characters going into live action we're seeing different things like that whether it's voice actors reprising or you know, actors re- reprising their roles or being recasted but i just like that we're starting to kind of make this universe not everything needs to be connected because that's something we talk about that we want to kind of get away from and i'm excited to kind of get into some other realms that don't have nothing to do with you know the I mean, the Empire is always going to be there, the First Order or the, you know, the uh, Rebels or or whatever. Or from but- the perspective of
1: the Jedi. Like, I think yeah. that's one of the most interesting things about this sort of uh, episode, this pilot, um, is that even though it does take place within, you know, the, the Skywalker saga, you know, in between, uh, you know, pr- uh, the prequel series to uh, the the original trilogy, it's not from the point of view of characters we're familiar with, you know, like yeah. it's it's from characters that are not sort of entrenched in mythology. I mean, again, you know, there's a lot of shorthand with creating, you know, uh, defining them and you know, who they are based on their their traits. But I kind of like that it's at least not from the point of view of somebody that is, you know, entrenched or connected directly to the main story like i I, even
0: clone wars was from anakin obi-wan's ahsoka's i mean ahsoka was a new character but like it still very much was from
1: the jedi perspective and things like that where i like this where like these characters you know for all intents and purposes when they're introduced i mean and having seen attack of the clones and 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 revenge of the sith you know, we look at them as the villains to begin with, because we know what, you know, order, execute order 66 is. So we're thinking, you know, right off the bat, okay, well, like, they're going to fall in line with that. And then they don't, and they rebel within their own sort of societal structure, which is uh, interesting enough. And, you know, this creates, you know, an avenue to explore characters within, uh, that kind of frame but but the other thing that i find a little bit strange with it that like the logic of it all is that you know they ha- they when lucas was creating this series and creating you know like the the stormtroopers and thinking that they were recruited um uh soldiers and not created um it almost seems like they would go the opposite way. Like you would, the best way to control somebody would be to grow them or organically make them, and sort of keep or them under control. They get away
0: from the clone <coughs> troopers yeah. and go
1: into recruitment after, right? And yeah. I don't know
0: what the full story is there. If like they just they couldn't keep making them, or or. Well, it's it, it, like, like them, I mean, but... like it,
1: in this episode, it almost seems to be like a, a a fiscal thing where it's like you know financially it's a lot cheaper and we can, just uh, brainwash we can, people. Yeah, brainwash people where it's almost like, well, wouldn't you want to ha- create somebody who doesn't have? memories or any ideology or ethics or morals already sort of embedded in them somewhere because as much as you can brainwash somebody or manipulate somebody look what
0: happened with finn you know yeah just well even
1: (laughs) even darth vader right like i mean you know it's it's better to you know have somebody that has Sort of no baseline, Uh, and and again somebody that you completely control right from the beginning. Yeah,
0: you'd almost think it was the opposite, where they would have started with recruitment, realized it's easier to just you know create these things that'll just listen to us and and do it. I I'm I'm totally with you there, and. but yeah, I mean, I thought the action was fun. Uh, the story—I'm I- intrigued by the story. I think people who really dig these, you know, Star Wars animated series from Felony like will obviously love this. I think, and I—I'm I- with you where I like that we're taking a perspective because both Rebels and Clone Wars was very much from the Jedi perspective, and obviously we're gonna get, I think, a lot of that in here. But it—they'll—the Jedi will be you know, they're still being hunted, right? Like the ones that escaped Order 66 are being hunted down. And we're seeing, and one thing I really did like about this is that we're seeing the immediate aftermath of that, which we've seen in video games and and in the movies. We've seen it, happen multiple times right we've seen order 66 happen but to get like the immediate aftermath of what these clone troopers were doing and and going through i think is actually really intriguing and seeing the rise of the the galactic empire from the immediate moments that it happens at the end Mm -hmm. of episode three because i feel like in episode three we get you know the vader moment we get the 66 moment we get palpatine kind of taking over but then you know luke goes on tatooine leia goes on um alderaan uh, Alderon. and then um it the movies kind of sets up the you know the uh the original trilogy but then there is that gap that 20 year gap uh or so that's in between the 20 or so year gap of the you know them rising up and i i'm really intrigued in both this and in the obi-wan series um of how they're going to kind of play with this era and and um and see what crossover we're going to get. Cause I'm assuming we will get more crossover with live action and animated. And I, I just like seeing that immediate aftermath. So that intrigued me. I still don't vibe with the necessarily the animation style, but I feel like if you do and you like those shows, I mean it's it's I think you'll be satisfied with this and you'll be really thrilled. Like I think people who love Rebels, there's some stuff in here that like I think they'll be super psyched about and um and i just think that it's just nice to have more star wars and and not too much star wars like i feel like that was we're getting to a point with marvel where we're getting a lot we just got that phase four trailer we got all the tv shows luckily so far they've still been crushing it so it's not like it
1: feels well, it's also we had a year off you know yeah, unintentionally because of yeah. the pandemic but with star wars again because you had kind of that that blow at the end with rise of skywalker being kind of a you know a, a little bit of a disappointment for some people but i feel that this series specifically is more for you know like hardcore fans. hardcore fans this is more niche than the yeah. mandalorian which the mandalorian really does open up Sort of uh, an accessibility in sort of playing on the Western tropes, where you know we mentioned that this is very much kind of in line with like you know classic World War yeah. II storytelling, on a
0: mission men on a mission movies and stuff.
1: But like at the same time, the minutia of it and also it being animated and and sort of like the details of it is very much like okay. Star Wars fans are going to be won over by this and will watch this, you know, to be the completionist and, and, and what have you. But if you were to recommend this to, you know, somebody that's a casual Star Wars fan that likes the movies, I would say that they probably wouldn't really have that much interest in it. Would they have more interest in the live action uh, stuff than they would this? Yeah, probably because they want it's live action. And, and when you bring in somebody like, you know, with you mentioning the Obi Wan series coming up and bringing back Ewan McGregor, like, There's going to be that connection to, you know, okay, well, at least I know somebody from the pre-existing series of films and coming into it. And with The Mandalorian, I mean, it it also, again, took some time because you have a character that looks like Boba Fett, that's a side character, but is, you know – a. his own thing, so and most of the time you never see his face, so that's another challenge in itself that's that's probably why you know more people were watching during season two than than even season one, where like you know it it got more into sort of the connective tissue of the original pre- uh the series and the prequels at that point where like you were kind of thinking, okay well, the Mandalorian the first season it's trying to establish itself a little bit within something we're familiar with a territory and an environment and and world building but also again trying to go off course just a little bit and not be about the jedis and the empire and sort of the fallout after you know return of the jedi so those are easier to recommend than yeah i agree with you than the animated stuff the animated stuff is kind of like okay you know what like if you were disappointed by the prequels, which who wasn't, uh, unless you're watching them ironically, which most people are now, um, and you want something that kind of shows what it could have been potentially, you watched Clone Wars. L- Clone and Wars or, this, or, or the, yeah. the truncated version that you watched, yeah. the ones that kind of are canonical to the the film franchise. And I would say the same with this, where it's like, I would recommend this to people that want to see like, you know, that filling in of the gap. Um, yeah between not it's lines. not
0: necessary viewing but no. if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan I think you will get you know a, a good amount out of it and I think and we just know this with animation in general it's so hard to convince I think many adults there's still this weird you know kind of Taboo ness to animated that it's just for kids and like and Invincible. I've had this problem, right? And I think more people are being open to it. Where even pitching an adult animated series to someone is just really tough because some people are like, "It's a cartoon. I don't want to watch it." Right? Um, like it's not an adult thing. It's a cartoon, and this isn't necessary. This is more for kids. Obviously, it, nothing compared to Invincible. I mean, Star Wars always tries to tread that fine line between you know appealing to adults and kids. Obviously, it's been. A franchise for 40 plus years. Um, you're going to have fans of all ages. Uh, this does skew more towards kids, even with those darker moments that I think you were mentioning eric or the darker themes that i think adults will get out of it but i still feel like this show is harder to even pitch than invincible where like my mom really likes star wars stuff but like i don't know if she'll sit and watch bad batch right but she did Mm -hmm. watch mandalorian and she did watch invincible even because she likes superhero stuff and it's just a more unique Mm kind of thing but even with invincible she's like i can't believe i'm watching a cartoon for Adults and I'm like to me it's normal, but like it's like a Harley Quinn, South Park, things we've grown up with, uh, and well, newer even The things Simpsons, too. right? Simpsons, like- which does tread that fine line between adults and and yeah, you know, teens and stuff like
1: that. Too, but then but. you also get sometimes, you know, with with certain series, cartoons, animated series for adults that you know, push the limits just because they want to emphasize the point that it's they for are adults, for adults. Yeah. And it feels almost like they're trying too hard.
0: Oh, and I worried about that with both Harley Quinn and Invincible. And luckily, both of those, I think, handle their adult nature uh, perfectly. Um, but I agree with you that a lot of the times they'll just have unnecessary swearing and violence just because to try to differentiate it from kid shows or just be like, this is for grownups and – um you get a little bit of that. In, yeah, I mean in-
1: you see that you, you saw that more in sort of like you know when Family Guy came back yeah, after sure, yeah. being canceled, where like Seth MacFarlane was really pushing the adult content yeah. to not be provocative anymore, but almost just it like it 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 lost all meaning. I agree. Yeah. And, and like, so I look at shows like that where like, I just think to myself, like, okay, there, there's, there's shows like Invincible and Archer. And, and as you mentioned, Harley Quinn, that all do this in a really kind of sophisticated, funny manner that is adult and 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 mature but it does also telling adult stories too that yeah. appeal to adults and isn't just necessarily but raunchy. it's not immature and it's yeah. it's maturity you know yeah
0: weird yeah that's a good way of putting it anyways uh bad batch it's enjoyable i think I, com- I completely agree with you eric that it's like if you're a hardcore star wars fan or obviously i think if you liked the animated shows you'll be pretty happy with this i can't see you being disappointed but depending on if you're looking for a lot of jedi stuff then this isn't necessarily the story you're looking for but um who this knows is not the story like, we're looking for they've set, yeah they've set up some intriguing kind of plot points and i i'm curious to see where it goes it's another one of those things like kind of what i said about mighty ducks as well at disney plus another disney plus show where i'm like not necessarily every week gonna wake up like in the morning and watch it like i did with the marvel shows or the live action star wars stuff or um you know invincible even um but i i will i think i seeing that the first season's 18 episodes it kind of also makes me right uh, i think
1: yeah it's too long i'm like i just
0: i'm so i'm so over that and i know that animated series usually because kids shows being weekly and, and and stuff like that they just they um they have a lot of episodes in a season only being 20 some minutes and things like that so um I get it. I just am like, am I going to be like clamoring every week uh, for a, a new episode? For the whole Bad summer. And yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if I am. It might be one of those things where I let a couple episodes pile up and then I watch them or it'll be like, oh, it's only 24 minutes. Like, you know, I'm there's nothing else on right now. Let's right. throw it on Um, because I, I could see myself also doing that. But I'm not necessarily going, oh, shit, I can't wait for next week
1: or unless they they do something where they advertise or emphasize that okay well this might actually have A big connections yeah. in, in the live action series as well or something like that because like i feel like that's going to be something that'll be tactical but where they'll even have characters that that we we've like saw guerrero we mentioned but yeah like i feel like okay oh this character is going to be and we on know Na wen's
0: character is going to be in the show she uh, she was not in the premiere but we know that there's some crossover with mandalorian as well right yeah. so like there are going to be those things but i mean even in clone wars we had a lot of darth maul stuff which is great like the darth Uh, maul stuff yeah sorry yeah he's just maul then um but like there's a lot of obi-wan maul stuff in clone wars that almost feels wasted now and i know people who are fans of clone wars are going to be like it's not wasted you fucker like it's really really good and i'm like i agree with you it's really really good but now that we're having this obi-wan series and things like that like you've already done that arc in animation which is canon so i don't know how you could well a lot of people haven't like, seen it i mean that's
1: the I know. thing though like so what, do I, I, I you remake that part that with stuff. like you, you and you that's can. what i
0: mean that's what I, I i guess you could just retell that same thing that happens in the animated series in live action um but to me they're already doing that thing or they but have they been set it up a
1: little thing. bit with solo as well right because like when when, when they brought when, him back to live when, action yeah, yeah when maul came back then. I think that was around the time where you started watching – Clone Wars or, yeah. or or shortly afterwards. But when there's like, some
0: other Clone Wars characters even in
1: solo, yeah. Yeah, but when, when he is introduced, one, you're like, this is this is one of the dumbest surprises in It was very this.
0: surprised though. I'm yeah. gonna be honest.
1: I mean it, it was still really dumb though. Like, I mean oh, like, totally, who who yeah. really wants Darth Maul to come back and and Dude, as half a Dar- man?
0: <laughs> no, the Darth Maul stuff in Clone Wars is really great. No, and I'm just I talking more like like for for the, solo, the solo yeah. reveal. Yeah. Because I agree, like that I
1: yeah. felt like, okay, this is probably why if you're going to tie it into that were makes, fired yeah, because yeah. they didn't want to play along with like the connective tissue of you know bringing yeah. back this character. Like, they were like, br- Well, w- we want Watto,
0: but we- bringing <laughs> back wa- bringing back Maul makes sense for Obi Wan's
1: arc, it does not for a Han Solo movie. No, like, it, it, it doesn't. Just- and like, yeah, there's no real connection to soul, like, there's no solo Maul connection there where like and if yeah, anything it just makes the maul.
0: universe feel smaller and way too connected if when you do shit like that right like yeah um and i agree that like the clone wars arc with maul is great and i i could see them doing that but what I, back to my original thing was like they've been doing that for a while where they're saying oh this is connecting to the movies and no one really talked about other than hard hardcore star wars like clone wars fans that there was this great darth maul arc or this redemptive like they didn't just ruin him like in the first movie. Like that, that first animated series, Clone Wars, did a lot to fix, and and Lucas was a big part of it too um, of the series. So, and it shows you that Dave Filoni is like really again. We've talked about this, and not to just you know compare Disney to Disney, but like the Kevin Feige of or should be the Kevin Feige of the star Wars stuff. Like I just feel like he has such a great knowledge of that universe and really understands and gets it that, um, he's shown time and time again, that he can tell great stories in this universe and that whether it's animated or live action now or, or whatever, like he, he is their guy. Um, not even in an official capacity right now, but, um, I would put him like if Kathleen Kennedy is smart, um, kind of put him in charge of like you know producing most of the stuff because i think he does a a really really great job so um yeah i don't know not necessarily for me um i i'm a huge star wars fan and like i said i kind of went back and watched that machete order of clone wars and thought it was great so um i and i want to watch rebels i just never got around to it um it's just hard for me to get into the animation stuff so um take that with a grain of salt um we're not really going to put an official score on this but um you know what there's not much out right now if you're caught up on everything throw it on disney plus like why not
1: yeah you still got a little bit until loki comes out so you know might as well you know that and and, and, and yeah. as you mentioned mighty ducks game changers where you know the the first six episodes are out of that now and if you you know grew up with it there's the nostalgia factor. it's fun
0: it's again very light and doesn't really feel like significant or anything, but um
1: that's uh, it's more fan service than than oh, this yeah. weirdly though.
0: <laughs> oh a hundred percent. Yeah. Um so uh we're gonna wrap up. No score on this. Um we'll probably give you uh updated uh impressions on the untitled movie podcast. Um, when Eric and I get together and talk about what we've been watching and things like that. So go over to that channel, subscribe there. Um if you guys would be so kind, drop us a review. Um, on this channel right here um, we have many other reviews up right now that we would love for you guys to check out uh we have reviews up right now for uh, we have mortal um,
1: Kombat, we have oh, the yeah. mitchell's versus the machines yes. uh we have godzilla yes, versus yes. kong a lot of verses in 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 our recent reviews uh we have the unholy uh, we have a lot of stuff that's, that's coming up. Things May heard is, and
0: seen without remorse. remorse yep. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. and this month is going to be, I think, pretty busy. We still have to kind of figure out a couple of things, but you know, um, I, I'm, I'm excited for the, for the month of May summer movie season is kind of starting and it's, it's, it's and very weird. What that weird. will be is also yeah. going to be fascinating. Um, You know, shameless self plug. I had Daniel uh, Batista of, of the movie podcast on uh, cinema scene the other day, and I was talking to him just about the idea of like, what is the summer movie season going to be, not only, you know, internationally, but specifically in Ontario? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, what is that going to look like? Because, you know, we're, we're, we're weeks away, you know, as we're recording this. I mean, you might be listening to this where, you know, it's already played out, um, where something like A Quiet Place Part 2 is still scheduled to be released. Spiral, baby. <laughs> Two so weeks. Well, we'll Spiral <laughs> – you know, Inside Baseball is is going to have a similar release to Barb and Star, where that will be a premium VOD. Oh, is it? They confirm yes, that. It looks okay, I didn't it, know well. That. It's not confirmed, but it looks like they're okay. going that route. Eric's got the inside scoop. <laughs> um, but don't hold me to it. So you know, knock on wood. But something like a Quiet Place Two is going to be really fascinating because you know that is apparently starting to set up screenings again in the U S and like actual public screenings. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I've been talking to people, friends in the U S that, you know,
0: have their second vaccination or already got it or have it this week and theaters are opening and they're just like, yeah, I'm getting excited that, uh, you know, going back in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, you, you, Motherfuckers.
1: I know. I'm, I'm like, so I'm waiting very, for the first dose. Yeah, I just, I know. just give we me all that are, dose. Yeah. You know? I know. But hopefully, this is the month that we, we will get that because we'll it, be eligible heard, age yeah. range at, the, at this point. so Yeah. Anyways, that's Vax Talk
0: with Eric and Matt. Um,
1: get please vaccinated, go vaccinated.
0: Please. Yeah, please, everyone. Please, please, please. Um, as always, my name is Matt Roerbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck.
1: And I'm Eric Marchand. You can follow me on the social medias at EM6211. And uh, my video reviews are on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene. And again, congratulations, Matt. It's really, really well-deserved. Critics' Choice Association member. I appreciate that, us! (laughs) Join us. Uh, Until next time. I hope Um, Miami man is uh, in the next Bad Batch move. uh,
0: May the 4th be with you, everyone.